Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. I hope you had a great week with your business. This week, I want to talk about the somewhat boring but very important topic of proofreading. Well, maybe you don't find it boring, but it's probably the the step in the copywriting process that most copywriters don't think a whole lot about. They, They know it needs to be done, but it's more important than you might think because you don't want typos, grammar, goofas, and other errors to creep into your copy, especially copy that you're going to send to your client because that can anger some clients, that can cause uh, some other problems. If the client misses the typo at their end, it may go into production or may go online with that typo. And it doesn't seem very professional. You risk a dent in your professional veneer if you send copy to a client that that has typos in it. You just don't look good as a professional. So there's many different reasons why you don't want to have typos in your copy, and that's why proofreading is so important. Now, if you're like most of us copywriters and business writers and content writers, you don't have a professional proofreader in the next office that you can pass your copy to. Uh, You may have had that, actually, if you worked for a newspaper or magazine or even a marketing department. But as a solo or freelance professional, you just don't have that. You probably do the proofreading on your own. So what I'm going to do is give you some uh, tips and advice and ideas on how to uh, do some of this proofreading on your own to make it as quick as possible for you, to make it as accurate as possible for you. So you catch all the typos, catch all the errors and you're able to submit copy to your client that is as clean and error-free as you can possibly get it. I'm here to tell you it'll never be 100%, but as as clean as you possibly can get it. Because there's a big price you can pay uh, when you submit copy with some egregious typos in it. Um, Let me share a personal story with you very quickly. And this happened about 15 years ago. Back then, a very popular project to write was an annual report. And and an annual report is the financial report that uh, public corporations uh, will often uh, produce every year. And I didn't write the financial part, but I was often hired to write the marketing pages that were in front of that report. So I wrote an annual report for a company. It was done through an ad agency. And even though I have a clause in my agreement with clients that very clearly states that although I'll proofread as best as I can, it's their responsibility to do a final proofreading before they commit it to production. I'm very clear on that in my agreement, but even with that clause in place in my agreement, an error creeped through. And an error was actually in the headline, so a very obvious typo, a typo in the headline on one of the pages of this annual report. Now, here's the thing. The ad agency had actually already submitted the uh, annual report to the printer. And back then, everything was very expensive when it came to printing. It was offset printing. And this annual report was about 40 or 50 pages long, was printed on very high-quality paper, very high-value production. And they had printed about half the annual reports before they caught that error in the headline. 
very embarrassing. Uh, I definitely heard about it. <laughs> very costly for the client. Actually, I think it was ad agency that ate the cost. And very embarrassing for me because I, even though I had that clause in my contract that said, you know, they need to do at least a, uh, one more proofread before they committed to production, I was still the writer and I should have caught that typo. And I didn't. So you don't want to have that experience. It, it really impacts your professional reputation with your client. Even some small errors. Even with, with copy now where it's online and errors can be easily fixed. You don't want to have a scenario where you've written a website for a client and then one of the client's customers contacts them and says, Hey, there's a spelling error on the third page of your website. Why should I be buying from you with this spelling error? So, I mean, you don't want a situation like that. So let me give you some very practical tips on how to do your own proofreading as accurately as possible. So tip number one is customize the spell check feature in your word processing program. Now, I know you use spell check in your word processing program, whether you're using Microsoft Word or Pages or some other word processing program. We all uh, click on that spell check button when we're done to check for typos. But you probably didn't realize that you can customize that setting. You can go in and customize it so it does a more thorough check. For example, in, in Microsoft Word, the version that I use, it actually its default setting actually turns off checking for words that are all capitalized. Okay, well, what if I write a word that's all capitalized and I accidentally type it incorrectly? It's a typo. My spell check isn't going to check it, so I uncheck that option. So, and there's a lot of other options in the, in the spell, spelling and grammar checking feature on your word processing program that you can customize. You can customize the grammar checker, for example, to check for passive sentences. Okay, that's an option. So you want to go in there, look at all the options, customize it so it's, it's working at maximum power for you. So that's the spell check feature of your word processing program. Customize that. That's tip number one. Tip number two in doing your own proofreading is when you're finished writing something, when you're finished writing a website or an email or an ad or whatever it is you're writing for a client, when you're done and you think you're done and you're ready to proofread it and send it to the client, do not proofread it on your computer screen. I know you, I, you, you write the copy on your computer screen, unless you're old-fashioned and still write on a typewriter. You write the copy on the computer screen, but don't proofread it on your computer screen. Instead, print it off. Print the copy off and proofread it in its printed version. Proofread it on paper. I don't know why this works. I don't understand the psychology of why this works. But when you read your copy in printed format, it's much easier to see the typos and other errors. In fact, they seem to jump off the page at you. I think it's because you're reading the copy on a different medium and it's more of a fresh perspective, a fresh set of eyes. I'm not really sure how that works, but if you print the copy off and then read and proofread it that way, you'll catch more errors and other typos than you will if you proofread on screen. So resist the urge to proofread on screen. Instead, proofread on paper. So that's tip number two. 
Tip number three, and this is a very difficult tip to implement, by the way, just by the nature of copywriters and how we're always trying to meet a deadline. And that is when you are ready to proofread, when your copy is done and you've printed off a version of your copy and you're ready to proofread it, don't proofread it right away. Instead, wait a little while. Wait at least an hour. Ideally, wait until the next day. Now, I know that's impractical. You may have a deadline at 3 o'clock this afternoon, so you can't, you can't wait a whole day to proofread it. But stick that copy in a drawer or put it away at least for an hour, preferably a few hours, ideally for a day. Because when you do that and then you proofread it, again, you will catch more errors. You will catch more uh, grammar errors, more typos, more spelling errors. You will catch more typos if you do it that way. Like the last tip, I'm not 100% sure of the psychology of this. I'm not sure why it works. Again, I think you just are looking at it with a much fresher set of eyes. You have some distance from it for a few hours, and then you look at it. For whatever reason, this works very well. So discipline yourself to not quickly proofread it and then email the copy to your client so you think you're done. Put it away for a few hours and then proofread it on paper and you will catch more errors that way. So that's tip number three. Tip number four is to run the copy through a third-party proofreading application, a third-party app. Now, there's a lot of uh, online proofreading websites out there. I'm not endorsing anyone in particular, but I will tell you about the one I use, and that is Grammarly. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y, Grammarly.com. Again, I'm not endorsing it. I'm not saying it's the best. It's just the one I have experience with because I've subscribed to it. And what Grammarly does is it's it just works better than a your own spell checker on your word processing program. It finds more typos. It tends to find more errors. And you can set it up so it looks for other things as well. It'll look for cliches. It'll look for overused words and phrases. It'll look for words that, that repetitive words and phrases uh, where you've used the same words, you know, 16 times in the same white paper. You know, you might want to change some of those words. It checks for a lot of these things and makes your writing uh, a little bit better. There have been many times where I've, after I've written copy, I've uh, proofread it carefully, I've run it through my spell checker, and then I put it through Grammarly, and Grammarly has found a couple of extra typos that I didn't find, and that my spell checker and my word processing program didn't find. So it saved my bacon on a couple of occasions, which makes it worthwhile. It's a little bit expensive. Grammarly, uh, I'm paying around $140 a year for a subscription. Break it down, that's $11 or $12 a month. So, you know, it's a bit of an investment, but for me, it's worthwhile. So I, I, I run all my copy through Grammarly, but I don't rely on it 100%. I still proofread on paper, and I still run it through my customized uh, Microsoft Word spell checker as well. So that's uh, uh, the fourth tip. The fifth tip is to consider the option to hire a professional proofreader. And you can offer this to clients as an add-on service or integrate it as part of your copywriting services. Just let the client know 
that you're sending out their copy to a third-party professional proofreader as a, as a value-added service uh, that you offer. Now, if you're going to do this, I find this works on longer copy projects, white papers, websites where there's long copy, long sales pages, where there's a lot to proofread. If you're going to hire a proofreader, be very careful. It's very easy for anybody to hang a shingle and call themselves a proofreader. Uh, proofreading is a lot like writing. There's a lot of people out there that think they can do it. But what you want to do is hire a real professional. There are people out there with serious um, editing experience. Maybe they've been copy editors for newspapers. They are true professionals. Look for those types of people who are offering proofreading services. People with an eagle eye that really know how to proofread copy and have lots and lots of experience doing that and are very, very um, good at it, okay, and catch everything. You want to find someone like that. And a word of caution, even if you do decide to work with a professional proofreader, still do your own due diligence, still do your own proofreading before you send it to them. Proofread on paper, run it through Grammarly or some other third-party proofreading app. You know, do all the things you can to make it as error-free as possible and then send it to a professional proofreader to catch the other typos. If you follow all these tips that I give you, then chances are you're going to be able to submit copy to your client consistently that is, you know, 99.9% .9 error-free typo-free. Uh, it'll never be perfect. You should always warn your clients in advance that you do proofreading at your end, but they should also do a final proofreading at their end before committing it to production. Now, let me give you some just hodgepodge of other tips. These are some proofreading tips that I just discovered over the years through the school of hard knocks, <laughs> the school of missing uh, typos and learning from the experience. Number one is um, proofread titles and headlines and subheads. Often when we're proofreading, we uh, focus on proofreading the body copy, but we forget about proofreading carefully the headlines and subheads. Hey, you can get typos there as well, and they're much more obvious when they come up. So make sure you do that. Also, proofread phone numbers, website addresses, hyperlinks. Those are often missed. Addresses, company addresses, they're often missed in the contact us section if you're writing a, uh, a, um, a website. So um, make sure you, you, you proofread those areas as well very carefully because errors can crop up there very, very easily. Also, product names, personal names of people, last names of people, if they're mentioned in your copy, make sure they're spelled correctly because your spell checker won't catch those because they're surnames or, or weird product names. So you want to make sure that you know, first of all, you know how they're spelled and make sure they are checked carefully in your copy. Also, look for common Typos. A very common typo is a typo of words that sound alike but are spelt differently for different circumstances. Like, for example, there, there, and there. Three different ways to spell that. Or then and then. Or it's and it's. Or you, your, and your. <laughs> okay? All those words sound very similar, 
but they're spelled differently under different circumstances. Now, you're a professional. You're a writer. You know how to spell it's and it's. You know when to use the apostrophe and not. But when you're writing copy, sometimes you'll just type it in incorrectly as you're writing it because you're writing fast, you're thinking creatively, and then you'll miss it when you're proofreading because your eyes see it and just and, and your eyes in a way hear the word, but they don't your eyes don't see the word. I know that doesn't make any sense, but in a way that's the way it works. So these types of, of errors are very easy to miss. So make sure you check carefully for uh, those types of errors. Also, and finally, there may be uh, common typos that are industry-specific to the industry that you're writing in. For example, if you write copy for the transportation and logistics industry, you come across with all kinds of buzzwords and acronyms that you may not immediately understand and can be very easy to misspell. For example, in the transportation and logistics industry, um, bill of lading. Do you know how to spell bill of lading? Okay, it's a bill of lading, L-A-D-I-N-G, but very easy to misspell. Yet it would look correctly if you looked at it because maybe you're new to the industry. So make sure with industry acronyms and buzzwords that you know how to spell them and you check for them carefully when you are proofreading. So those are uh, a whole bunch of proofreading tips that hopefully will help you submit copy to clients that is, for the most part, typo-free. Yeah, one may slip through every once in a while, but you want to do your best to submit copy that's clean and free of errors to clients because you just get uh, far less problems when you do and you look much more professional. So I hope that helped you. And that is this week's B2B Ready Success Podcast. I'm Steve Sloan-White. And until next week, have a great week with your business. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Sloan-White. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.